This is the real audio from the victim impact statements from the Visalia Ransacker cases, including the Claude Snelling shooting death, where his daughter will tell you her victim impact statements straight to Joseph James D'Angelo's face. Also, uh, Officer McGowan's daughter, who will also share her thoughts and her statements towards the defendant. Good morning, Your Honor. Tim Ward, Tulare County District Attorney. Good morning. Good morning, Your Honor. David Olivazos, Assistant District Attorney. Good morning. This is the time for uh, victim impact statements. Uh, defendant entered a plea of guilty to count one, the charge of murder of Claude Snelling, which occurred on September 11, 1975, in the County of Tulare, a violation of Penal Code Section 187, Prene, murder in the first degree. Also, uh, defendant admitted the uncharged acts as follows. Kidnapping with intent to commit rape of Elizabeth Snelling, having occurred on September 11, 1975 in the County of Tulare, a violation of Penal Code Section 209. Is there any member of the victim's family that wishes to be heard as to the charge of murder in the first degree, as well as uh, kidnapping with intent to commit rape? Good morning, Your Honor. Good morning, ma'am. My name is Elizabeth Hupp, and I would like to talk to you about my father, Claude Snelling, who saved my life when I was just 16 years old. It had been all over the local news about the man they called the Visalia Ransacker, who was breaking into people's houses, going through underwear drawers, and taking items of no value. I could never imagine that the man who had been stalking me and peering in my bedroom window during the previous months would end up changing my life forever. My father caught him twice peering in my bedroom window when he came home from teaching night school and tried to chase him down but was unable to catch him. On one occasion, I had even caught him myself peeping in my window when I had a feeling someone was out there. He took off when I saw him and screamed, and my dad and boyfriend ran after him, but he had too much of a head start and got away. Little did we know that the man stalking me was actually a police officer, someone who's sworn to protect people and not to terrorize and harm people. On September 10th, 1975, I went to bed like any other night without a care in the world. A few hours later, my world was turned upside down. At approximately 2 a.m., I was awakened by an intruder, Joseph D'Angelo, who was wearing a ski mask and pointing a gun at me, saying that he was taking me with him and that if I made any noise, he would kill me. My father must have heard me crying and woke up. D'Angelo had dragged me out of the house, out the back door, and through the gate that separated our backyard from the carport and driveway, all the while having a gun pointed at my head. When we were under the carport, I heard my dad yell something and saw him pause in the kitchen just for a moment before he charged out of the house through the back door near us. D'Angelo fired two shots, hitting my dad. 
He then turned the gun on me as I was down on the ground. My only thought was, this is it. And put my head down, expecting him to kill me. Instead, he started kicking me in the head and face, then ran off down the driveway. I ran back into the house to find my dad had collapsed at the front door and my mom hovering over him. I knew in my heart that he was still trying to save me by going through the front door and cutting him off in the front yard, but he never got that far. My dad lay at the front door, bleeding to death. <laughs> and ended up dying on the way to the hospital. I truly believe that if anything had happened to me that night and he couldn't save me, that that would have killed him. For many years, I felt guilt for what happened that night. I felt that maybe there was something I could have done or said to warn my dad to stay there and never come out. It wasn't until I became a parent myself that I realized there was nothing I could have said that would have kept my dad from trying to save me. My mom always said that it wouldn't have mattered if there were 20 men out there with guns, that wouldn't have stopped them. My dad was such a gentle soul and loving, kind-hearted man who loved his family more than anything. My dad died saving my life that night and he was my hero. My dad and I were always very close and I loved him so much. We loved to go hiking in the mountains together and we had some great talks. He was such a wonderful dad, was never judgmental and wouldn't preach to me. Instead, through talking about a situation I was dealing with, whether it was school, friends or boys, he would help me figure things out on my own. My mom and dad both had a very strong faith in God and we were always very active in the church. My dad taught Sunday school and Bible studies, and he was an usher and a deacon. However, his faith and goodness did not end at the church doors. It filled every part of his personal life with his family and friends, and his professional life as a journalism professor at College of the Sequoias with his colleagues and students. I believe he absolutely loved every aspect of his life. Our strong faith in God is what helped my mom and me and my two brothers who were just 14 and seven at the time, get through the tough years following my dad's death. <clears throat> we somehow managed to stay in the same house, but with added security. <clears throat> I slept in my mom's room for the next year because I was too afraid to sleep in my bedroom and be by myself. Knowing that my dad's murderer was never caught and was still out there somewhere, left us all feeling very vulnerable. I was told by the detectives that since I was the only living witness to my dad's murder, there was a chance he could come after me. The police gave us extra security and patrolled our neighborhood every night to keep watch on our home, but I still lived in fear. Eventually, with God's help and 
the love and support of our family, friends, and our church family, our fear and grief lessened with time, and we started getting on with our lives. My mom never worried that the murderer was not caught. She always said he would face judgment from God eventually and turned it over to him. I started to believe that myself as well, and I didn't want to waste my life worrying that he was out there and could come back. On, on April 24th, 2018, I was shocked when I was informed that Joseph D'Angelo was arrested in Sacramento and would be facing 13 murder charges, including my dad's. I truly never thought I would live to see that day, but unfortunately, my mom did not. We are also relieved and thankful for the perseverance of so many people who did not give up trying to solve this case. I would personally like to thank the Tulare County District Attorneys, Tim Ward and David Alvesos, and Renee Newman, the Tulare County Victims Advocate, as well as Detective James Cummings of the Visalia Police Department for keeping me informed and guiding me through these past two years. You have helped me deal with all of this more than you know. <clears throat> Next month on September 11th, it will be 45 years since my dad was taken from us. He was only 45 years old at the time in the prime of his life. Not having him here as part of my life left a huge hole in my heart. My dad was not around to walk me down the aisle when I got married and our children were never able to know him. He would have been a wonderful grandpa. What sickens and angers me the most is that D'Angelo was able to live a normal life with his family for all those years. Well, my family and I could not be with my dad. I am so thankful that he will at least spend the rest of his miserable life in prison. Thank you. Thank you, ma'am. Is there anybody else that wish to be heard as to count one? All right, thank you. Now, furthermore, defendant admitted to the uncharged act of attempted murder of Officer Bill McGowan having occurred on December 10th, 1975 in the County of Tulare, a violation of Penal Section 664-187. Is there any uh, victim or victim's family member that wish to be heard as to that uncharged act? Good morning. <clears throat> uh, my name is Lori Mendonca. I am the daughter of William McGowan, um, former Visalia Police Department detective. Um, good morning and thank you, Your Honor, and Tulare County District Attorney for allowing our family to participate in the court proceeding today. I am speaking today for my dad, who passed away 15 years ago, my mom, who is here with me, and um, the rest of the McGowan family. First, we would like to express our deepest sympathy and condolences to the other victims and their families who suffered unspeakable loss, pain, and violence at the hand of the defendant. Of all the victims of Mr. D'Angelo, we may be one of the least affected, but that does not mean that his crimes did not have a lasting impact on my family and my father. In reference to the shooting that occurred December 10th, 1975, my father, a veteran member of the Visalia Police Department, was on a stakeout in search of the Visalia ransacker. As evidence of Mr. D'Angelo's crimes committed by him was released, 
it became apparent that the defendant fully intended to kill my father that night, December 10th, 1975. Why didn't he succeed? My dad always held his flashlight up and out to the side of his head. The night of the shooting was a dark winter night. And when the defendant was ordered to stop, he jumped the fence and quoting my dad, screamed like a woman and then fired at the light. The bullet hit the flashlight instead of the intended target, my dad. By the grace of God, dad was only slightly injured with metal shards spraying his eye and face. Had the shot been mere inches to the right, it would have been a far different outcome, resulting in a severe injury or even death. Because he is unable to speak for himself, I would like for the defendant in court to know that contrary to some news accounts, television documentaries, and other reports, my dad's investigation and police work was correct on certain issues. He had seen the defendant before. He was certain of this. The defendant had a military background. He believed 100% that the Visalia ransacker and the East Area rapist were the same person. And he believed that his crimes would escalate from prowling and burglary to assaults that were much more violent. How did the defendant's crimes affect my father? My father felt personal responsibility to solve the case for the Snelling family. He knew Mr. Snelling. He had been my mother's teacher at COS and he knew the family. He believed that the case could be solved if agencies worked together and shared information. There were negative comments and newspaper articles written questioning the Visalia Police Department and my father's motives for trying to share information with the other agencies. My dad never stopped looking for the ransacker. Every person he saw that resembled the composite, he would check out. It was always in the back of his mind. After dad retired, officers continued to contact him for years for information about the case. Again, it was something he wanted to solve. It never ended. How did the crime affect my family? The night of the shooting and the days after were horrifying. Did the defendant know where we lived and who we were? Was he going to try to find my dad because he had seen him and could identify him? We did not know. After the attack on my dad, my dad became very obsessive about safety. He placed deadbolts on all of our doors. We had wooden dowels in our windows. He detested sliding glass doors. We were never allowed to sleep with our windows open. He built wooden barriers and put them in front of my brother's and my bedroom window. We got a big dog. He never traveled without a gun. He was always watching and suspicious of other people. He meticulously checked doors and windows every night. We kept doors locked at all times, even when we were home. He never let his guard down. In closing, the day the defendant was arrested will forever be etched in our minds. This is something we never thought would happen. Justice will now be served for his numerous victims and their families, but it does not replace the anguish, fear, and enormous pain caused by his actions and crimes. He lived a full life that he denied to so many. I wanna thank my dad for always protecting me and keeping me safe. My dad was more than just a name or a victim of Mr. D'Angelo. He was an excellent police officer, 
a husband, a great dad, a loving grandfather. He had a great sense of humor. He teased everyone and he took pride in his work and his family. Thank you to Clary County District Attorney for including our family in these proceedings. And thank you to all the law enforcement officers and other agencies that work together to solve these horrific crimes. Thank you. Thank you, ma'am. Is there anything else from the Tulare um, District Attorney's Office before we proceed? Very good. Very good, thank you. We'll move, uh, we'll move on to Sacramento, back to Sacramento case. Okay. 